0: Hey folks, this is your humble podcast editor here, Brogan. I just wanted to hop on before this message to give you the quick announcement that in light of the recent statewide freeze put in place by Oregon Governor Kate Brown, Cascade is going to be implementing a new reservation system for the next three Sundays in order to comply with the 25-person gathering limit, so how that's going to work is Uh, We'll still be doing our stream as we have been uh, Facebook or through our website at 10am or 10.05 or 10.10-ish. But if you'd still like to join us in person, we have a new Eventbrite page for the next three Sundays where you can grab a ticket for free, of course, to um, get yourself on the registry for that given Sunday. And you'll notice on Eventbrite, We are capping that at 15 people, and that is to accommodate for pastors and the worship team and their partners as well to keep us under the 25-person limit. So to get a ticket, um, hop on over to our website, and you'll see the homepage There's the Join Us button, as there has been. If you click that, this time it'll take you to our RSVP page. Um, you can also head to cascadedvenir.org slash RSVP if that's easier for you and you'll see the Eventbrite module there where you can get your ticket for one or all of the next three Sundays, depending on how quick you are. Um, other than that, if you're on your phone, you can head over to our Instagram page and click the link in our bio and you'll see Sunday service RSVP there. Um, yeah, so that's the new system for the next three weeks goes without saying, but Uh, We're pretty disheartened to have to revert to something like this after we've enjoyed worshiping and being together again in person as a church family, but um, we are going to play our part in protecting our community um, and the marginalized and those continually in risk of uh, being affected by this coronavirus pandemic. Um, So we're going to do our part and we're going to figure this out as a church family like we always do. So... Um, again, website or Instagram will get you to the Eventbrite page where you can grab your free ticket. Otherwise, if you're a streamer, it's business as usual, 10-ish a.m. Sundays. Uh, yeah, so that's the announcement. I'm hoping this is going to go great. Uh, I know that our church community is up for the challenge, and uh, you guys are just the best. So thanks for that. That being said, enjoy this next installment in our how should we then live series this one is called (laughs) stays salty so there you go thanks guys
1: that uh yeah even you know there's times like this and there's, there's a lot taken away and and, and we, we we feel limited and restricted, but god 's not limited and restricted, and he can still move in our lives and through our lives so i I thank you for that word and I also just i want to thank uh, our worship team this morning just you know I tell them all the time, but I want to tell them in front of you guys just what a blessing it is to have uh a team like we have that is just here week after week and that that serves and gives uh, so so faithfully so you know thank you guys that was amazing today um But I do have one little bone to pick with them. They they actually have a pool. They take bets as to how long into the service before I start crying. And I I don't appreciate that necessarily, but it it is what it is. So, hey, uh, again, welcome. Good to see you today. Really quickly, I'm going to pray for our offering. Uh, On the screen, there are multiple ways you can give. I, I know that almost everybody gives through one of those other means. Very rarely does anybody actually... Put money in the in the box here, but we do have a box in the back if you're a guest or a visitor and you want to contribute to our ministry here. I'll pray for that and then I'm gonna invite Tucker up to, to uh just share some announcements with you. So Lord, thanks for your provision for us, even in these uh, desperate times. Uh it's it's good to know that that you are there, that you take care of our needs, and that you allow us to be part of the work of your kingdom here in our community, Lord, uh in our in our neighborhood and our city. So just bless those that give today, bless our offering. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey everybody.
2: Um morning good morning good morning uh, as you all know the state has uh, recently gone into a, a, a two-week freeze or a drawback from phase one that we were in um so what that means for us as a church we are still able to gather as a religious exemption but we are not allowed to gather beyond 25 people um so i think today would be right we're like right on that line ish or so um so what we've done is uh this week, there will be a Eventbrite link embedded into the church website, which is just CascadeVineyard.org. So you can go online to our website, and there you will find an easy link on the front page um, to go to Eventbrite. And what we ask that you do is you're planning on coming on a Sunday just to sign up. There's no fee or anything like that. It's free. It's for us for two reasons. What's that? We could charge for our chairs. Brogan suggested $10 a chair on Friday. We told him no um, for now. Just kidding. You know, we're a hot commodity. I'm just kidding. Uh, But so Eventbrite... Um, again, you'll just register for free Your your first and last name, email And if you could, if you're coming Like, I noticed the McVickers are all four here today Or Daphne If you and the whole crew decide to come That's not a problem, I just need you to list Everyone in your family that's coming with you And you can register for that We're only doing 15 spots That's to make room for both The team that we need here to make Sundays happen We have to accommodate for the 6-8 to eight people that are here And a few spots if we end up having visitors or guests who are new to the church. We don't want to have to tell people they can't come because we're at full capacity if somebody wants to come on a service for Sunday. Um, So I don't know how fast or slow those will fill up, but we do have those um, available. You can search for it on Eventbrite now. We're getting it Embedded into the website, uh, probably today if Brogan didn't already do it last night. And then Stephanie will also share a link on our social media pages as well. And then Glenn will also have a link to send to everyone in the church email on Thursday. So we will splash that everywhere for you to find. Uh, and again, we just ask we are as a church we are so bad at using technology. I begged you guys to use sign up stuff for volunteering, but this is something with the state we we gotta have um, otherwise. On the off chance that we have a Sunday like we did a few weeks ago and there's 30, 35 people here, wow! I don't think anyone's going to be policing around, we want to be responsible and do our part to stay open and to have services and be respectful and careful of our neighbors that are both in the elderly community or immunocompromised. We we want to be responsible with the freedom that we have been allowed to continue uh, using. So again, eventbrite. It'll be everywhere. If you don't know what that is, just search eventbrite.com. It's pretty straightforward and then just search our church. It might take you a second because there's lots of vineyard events in Oregon. Big surprise. Um, but we'll we'll be there and then we'll we'll splash it everywhere where you guys get your news from the church so that way um, you can get all signed up. Sound good? Awesome. I've done my spiel.
1: Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, uh if you I will also if you I send out a newsletter. I didn't do one this week, but almost every Thursday it goes out. Uh, if I don't have your email and you would like to get that, if you would just fill out a contact card in the back, drop it in there with your email on it, I'll make sure you get that. Uh, and that will have the link on it as well. Again, you know, we've, we, we just we want to be responsible as we can be. And, that, and that's our goal. Uh, a couple other things happening. I need to do that. Does this not work? Not right now. Okay. Sorry. I'll just go like this, then I won't forget. Just... Grief. Tucker was very kind. He said we're not that good at technology. He really meant Glenn's not that good at technology. Um, I, I'm I'm super thankful for, for uh, Brogan and Tucker and Steven and everybody that helps me out and bails me out technologically on a regular basis. Um, so anyway, uh, hey... Uh, Thanksgiving outreach is coming up it's next Sunday. A couple changes. one is we are we have received all we need in terms of donations for turkeys we've got all the food um, so that's covered so if you still want to donate, your money will be rolled into our benevolence account, but we have covered this event. We do need volunteers so, so a couple things one is we normally gather together right after service for lunch. Uh, I'm just thinking with with the restrictions happening right now and everything, we won't do that. So here's what I think would be a better plan is as soon as service is over, if you're planning to come and help... um, Go ahead and go drive through somewhere and pick something up and have lunch on your own. Come back in a half hour or so. And we're going to pray for good weather. If we don't have good weather, we may have to move into the garage. We're going to try, try it. We typically do this in the living room of the office building, but it's going to be hard to do that and maintain any kind of real distance. So we'll figure out the logistics, but we will be here. Uh, we have, we do have to pack 35 boxes with Thanksgiving dinners, and then we have those folks will arrive to, d- to pick those up. So it'll, it'll be a little challenging logistically. Uh, pray that it doesn't rain. If it doesn't rain, that makes the whole thing a whole lot easier. So th- that does take place, uh, next week. And then the last thing I would just mention, we still need a little bit of help. If you would like to sign up for any of those things, uh, setting up chairs in the morning, do, doing greeting at the door, and or um, making announcements at, at, the, uh, at the transition break, uh, we would love to have your help. And you can just reach out to Tucker, and his email is on there, and he will sign you up on, uh, we use uh, an app called Planning Center, is that what it's called? <laughs> I use it all the time. I'm there, I'm on it every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on. Okay, <laughs> I know my job and I do it. Uh, hey, so so uh, yeah, you know. Weirdest year on record. Okay, I mean maybe not the worst year on record, but clearly the weirdest. Lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, you know, not the least of which is the election we went through a couple weeks ago. Uh, is there's still two weeks out? Considerable controversy. Uh, there's division and and, and um, I'm I'm thankful. I for one, and I think other people thought as well that there may be real civil unrest there might be some major issues regardless of the outcome and i don't think that's materialized uh so much but but there have been you know considerable protests there's a, still we were divided prior as a nation we're divided post as a nation all those pictures you're looking at right now uh our post election they they were they were taken put on different news uh stations in the last uh few days um 1858, 160 some years ago. Two? 162 years ago. Wow, look at that, man. You think? uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, said, A house divided against itself cannot stand. Um, You know, I I just, you would think we would learn, wouldn't you? (laughs) You think we would learn. Um, Lincoln said something else, though, that I think is. even more profound and, and applicable to our situation today. And I want to I share that with you and, and, and read that. Uh, this is, I believe, from his first inaugural address. Um, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory will swell when again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. Wow. Uh, Lincoln appeals at a time of probably the greatest, uh, you know, division in our nation. Uh, I, I think we are in today the greatest division in our nation since then. Uh, that's my opinion. But at that time, Lincoln appeals to the better angels of our nature. Um, last week, uh, we were in prayer prior to service. We, The worship team and a few of us get back, go back and pray in the back room there. And, uh, at, and at that moment, Tucker also shared something that I want to repeat this morning because I think it's highly, highly applicable. And he said that, we we are called by Jesus to be peacemakers not just peacekeepers. And there's a significant difference between those two things. A peacekeeper is somebody who doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. He just doesn't say anything, just stays quiet and kind of tries to calm everybody down, keep the peace. Let's keep the peace. Don't 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 get upset. A peacemaker, conversely, is a proactive role. Somebody that's a peacemaker is, uh, as as we're instructed throughout Scripture, is pursuing peace. They're going after, actively uh, engaging with others and doing what they can to promote peace. And uh, I believe that we are in a time for that. And that as a church, that needs to be a role that we take on today. To be peacemakers in the midst of what's happening in the world around us. So I want to read our text this morning. It's just a single verse from Matthew 13. uh, And then we'll pray and we'll get into it a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 5, uh, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So uh, this is kind of the third in our little mini-series, How Should We Then Live? And today's title is... Stay salty. Uh, Let's pray. Jesus, uh, open our hearts to receive your word this morning. Really, uh, the grace of your spirit upon us today, Lord God. Just uh, give us eyes to see, uh, ears to hear. Wisdom, Lord, enlighten the eyes of our heart. Let us really engage uh, in a proactive way and be, as as you have instructed us, uh, salt in this community at this time. Amen. So... um, This is a true confession. The the men in my family, uh, beginning with my dad, passed down to me, and I have so graciously passed this on to my sons. We have uh, a proclivity for salt. Um, We tend to salt virtually everything. Sometimes to what might, to a casual observer, seem to be excess. But they just don't understand. My motto is, life is better with salt. Um, in Jesus' time, and first century, salt was not used as it is today uh, for an accent of flavor, primarily. It was primarily a preservative. Uh, you know, it was used in the absence of any kind of refrigeration to, you know, pr- primarily preserve meat. Uh, you'd pack meat and salt, what that does, you know, if you've ever used salt in that way, it. Extracts the moisture out of it and allows it to stay fresh for a longer period of time. So when Jesus says here that you're the salt of the earth, what he's talking about primarily is being the preservative. So I, I you know, that begs the question: Then what, what does that mean? What are we to preserve? Now, traditionally, historically, I I, I think the way that that has been most often interpreted would be that we, the church, is to preserve morality, preserve tradition, to sort of be the guardians of all that's true and right in the world and let everybody else know when they're out of bounds. Um, it's interesting because when you think of it that way, Jesus was really not a preserver of tradition. Uh, if you you know, how many times do we hear Jesus say things like, "Well, you've heard it said this, but I say this." How many times did Jesus say, "Let the dead bury their own dead, pick up your cross and follow me"? Things to the nature of, "Hey, leave that behind. Tradition is what it is, but but I have something new for you uh, and moved in a different direction." If if anything, Jesus was not a preserver of tradition. He turned uh tradition on its head. He he was not. Conservative in in that sense of the word, in any in, by any stretch, he was radical to the point, really, of being revolutionary. Uh, Jesus was not the moral police of society, and that is exemplified by the fact that he hung out with anybody. Right? I, I mean, you know, he Pharisees and sinners, tax collectors and Samaritans, uh, and and another thing that I find just. Engaging is the reality that sinners were attracted to Jesus. They were drawn towards Jesus. Why is that? What was it that Jesus was preserving that caused sinners to be attracted to him? Luke chapter 7, there is a story of a woman who we're told lived a sinful life. And uh, she interrupts a dinner party at the home of a Pharisee uh, that Jesus is at. And I, and I think even that speaks volumes about Jesus. Just, so he's at a dinner party with a bunch of Pharisees. Um, you know, I was thinking about this this morning driving in, uh, and I got, I got my hand slapped for posting it on Instagram because I, I'm not allowed. But uh, how do you influence people that you disagree with? Share a meal. You don't protest and tell them what's wrong. You sit down and talk about it. And that's what Jesus did. He went to the home of a Pharisee and had dinner. So he was there with them when this woman who lived a sinful life interrupted the party. And, of course, there are different responses in the room. The, the, the Pharisee is appalled at this, uh, primarily uh, over concern of his reputation. What are the neighbors going to think when they saw her come in my house? This does not look good. He he is, he's judging her, but he's also judging Jesus. You have to ask, why did she go there? I mean, clearly this was a risky thing to do, right? Uh, she she had to know that the Pharisees were going to respond as they did and not be overwhelmingly welcome to her. Uh, she also, I'm sure, had a good idea of how Jesus would respond, but nonetheless, she took a risk in going at all. Uh, she, she had to have been fairly deeply impacted by Jesus in some capacity to, to be willing to do what she did right here. Uh, you know, I, I, I've learned this year, but the, the, one of the big lessons for me this year is just, uh, you, you know, what, what is this person's story? What, 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 what has happened in their life that brought them to the place they are today? We don't know her story. I don't know what led her to where she was at this moment. But I can tell you this. I'm 100% certain that as a little girl, uh, she didn't say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, oh, I want to be a sinful person. I don't think that was it at all. She had hopes and dreams like any little girl or little boy to, to grow up and do, do something, be something. And, uh, somewhere along the way, something happened and that got taken away from her. Those dreams got crushed and she, she went down a different path and led her to where she is now, which ultimately led her to the feet of Jesus. Jesus sees her as a person. He doesn't see her as an object here's what the preservation comes in Jesus is the preserver of human dignity he's a preserver of worth the preserver of value the the preserver of who this person is in the image of God and he was saying by his actions in effect here you're worth it you're worth it and you're worthy you're worthy of my time my attention you're worth hanging out with you're worth healing you're worth you're 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 worth setting free you're Worth me dying for. That's what you're worth. And I just want to say this. That's our job, ambassadors. That's what we're called to do. We we are called to ascribe worth to other people, even if it comes at a cost to us. And that's what I think it means to stay salty. To to preserve the value of every uh, individual person. That we encounter. Paul tells us both in Galatians and Colossians that there's no divisions, that we're all the same. Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male, female, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. We're all one in him. There's no divisions, no categories. Here's the uh, Schroeder translation No black or white, left or right. Male, female, straight or gay, legal or illegal, Republican or Democrat, you're all one in Jesus. Each, uh, each one of us has a value in Christ. We, we say that nobody can take that away from you, but, but I want to say this, that not only can nobody take it away, but nobody else can give that to you. That comes from God alone. God is the one that says, you're precious to me. You're valuable to me. You you are worth it all. You're worth dying for. You're worth hanging out with. And and that is the foundation of everything that we do as Christians. The foundation of all ministry. Whether we're praying for someone, we're passing out food boxes, whether, whether we're sharing our faith with someone at work or, uh, you know, at school or whatever. All of that is founded in the belief that that this person that I'm with right now is a child of God, is created in in His image. They are beloved by Him, and they are of inestimable value. uh, So, to stay salty... The meat has to be in contact with the salt. To stay salty, we have to be in contact with what we're called to preserve. And if we're called to preserve the dignity of people around us, we need to be in contact with them. We we can't isolate, segregate, separate, hang out at our little hermetically sealed Christian enclave. We, We have to be willing to engage in culture. Jesus didn't stand off. He didn't stand back and stand by. Jesus enters in. He gets engaged with people. He gets his hands dirty, his feet dirty. Um, He he says this, don't be like them, but be with them. And and we need to learn to walk that. It's a fine line, and I I will say, I, I think it's challenging. It's one of the greatest challenges we face as Christians today or any day is that fine line of entering in, to people's lives, engaging with them, and also staying in s- distinct and separate while we engage. Um, so, in light of that, I want to identify kind of the, you know the current issue, right? Uh, we talked about it earlier. COVID nineteen has surged, spiked. I don't know. It's gone up. Um, so the governor has called for this two week uh it was a pause now it's a freeze I was, I was telling these guys this morning i was literally reading at home the other day the the criteria for the pause i was looking it over and all of a sudden my phone blows up beep 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 and like five people texting me hey did you hear the governor put a freeze on and they're like okay so forget this page go to the next page because <laughs> what what's happening now um as Chuck said, we want to do everything we can to exercise caution, lean towards the vulnerable. I, I would not want to uh, be responsible for potentially potentially passing infection to anybody, especially somebody that's immunocompromised or or in any other way uh, has issues that might make them more susceptible. So I think I believe personally. This is this is me. You guys can make your own decisions. That it behooves us to 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 take those things seriously. Now, we're here today, and as as mentioned, we're going to be here the next couple of weeks, and again, we we will do that within the guidelines that have been set forth by the governor. Uh, So we will go to the effort, we'll take the time to create a sign-up list and sign up so that uh, there are no more than 25 people here, and in in this room, uh, we're able to maintain distance Uh, we're all wearing face coverings. We're doing everything we can. We have the doors open, which not so bad today. Last week it was freezing in here. Um, but we're doing everything within our, our ability to be as safe and secure as possible. Uh, but I want to say this, and if you're at home today, uh, God bless you. I don't want anybody who feels in any way uncomfortable or concerned uh, to feel as though they need to be here. We, we have made a decision. We've gone to, the again, the expense and, and effort to stream our service, and we'll continue doing that indefinitely. We have no plans to stop now that we're there. Um, so here's the thing. I share all that in the context of being salty uh simply to say you might have to be creative right now okay uh we we may not be able to do some of the things that we normally would think about doing to reach out to other people we may have to look for other ways to engage them i i, I know <laughs> the last 6 months i have developed a love hate relationship with zoom uh prior to, to covid I had been on a few Zoom calls since COVID. I think I've been on, you know, twenty-five or thirty Zoom calls. Sometimes I've I've had I had three in one day back to back. I had three this week. Um, and again, yeah, I'm glad that we can do that. We can meet that way. Uh, would I rather not do that, and you know most of those many of those are with the the Vineyard missions team that i'm a part of, and frankly as a as a group, as a team, we love being together. We love hanging out. We get together once or twice a year it's always really a highlight, and so now we're talking on a computer um, but but again, the point is this: technology's there, be creative. Look for ways to be able to reach out. Uh, maybe, maybe you know your neighbor can't get out or, or whatever, so you go you go shopping for them, or or whatever. Maybe you know you go mow their lawn for them. I don't know. Just just ask God to show you what you might be able to do. Years and years ago, uh, y- you know how I I'm older than most of you. I don't know how many sermons I've heard in my life. A lot, but you know how. Certain things stick out. You remember, there's there's key phrases, key, key passages, key things that over the course of your whole life they stick with you. And, and one of those is this. Uh, it, it, it came from Steve Shogren, and years and years ago, uh, I believe he was speaking at a youth conference, and I heard Shogren say this: "Where's the pain? Just ask. Where's the pain?" Where are the people today whose worth is being trampled? Where, where, where is that woman in, in the story today? Where, where are those people whose dignity is being taken from them, whose worth and value is being diminished? And can I have an impact on that? And sometimes it might be as simple as a text or an email, a phone call. Sometimes it might be as simple as as a as a kind word to somebody in the line at the grocery store. God bless you. Hey, I I see you with your son or your daughter here today and just want to say it looks like you're doing a great job. Salt is a preservative, but it is also a seasoning. And it enhances and brings out flavor. Salt, salt is, despite what I'm, I, I may sometimes believe, salt is never the main meal. Um, we use it as an accent to flavor, and I, I think that's important here in terms of humility and asking the question, what what might I be able to do? Where is God at? What's he doing? And how will he lead me into being salty today? Uh, And it does require a certain humility to do that. Um, and, And this is why. And this is why. Because I can almost guarantee that whatever it is that God leads you into will not be the next big thing. You know... Right now, currently, uh, there are big Christian events happening across the nation. Huge Christian events. Thousands of people gathering together. And it's, this is my interpretation again, but I, I feel as though they're kind of under the guise of, you can't tell us what to do. So I, I question, first of all, the wisdom of that. Um... Is this the wisest thing to to be doing as as people of faith right now? But I also question the motivation. What is the motivation for those events? i I wonder if it's not a certain measure of rebellion. We're going to go against the tide regardless. And again, I'm just asking those questions. I was talking to uh, to Cindy last week after, uh, or this week, Tuesday after prayer. And, and we're talking about how it, it's not necessarily the big event that has the most impact. You look at the life of Jesus and, and you know, he, he takes time out of his day to minister to the one week lonely, sick person time and time and time again. So I I thought about it this week, and I don't know how many people have been at some of those rallies. Let's just hypothetically say there's there's 6,000 people at one. What if each of those 6,000 people went home and reached out to their neighbor? What would the impact of that be versus the impact of gathering together for a worship event and potentially spreading a disease? It's just a question. If you don't like what I say today, just email Tucker. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> you got my email. You know where to find me. Oh, <laughs> uh, good grief. What have I done? Jesus talks about uh, the salt losing its saltiness. It gets trampled underfoot. It gets diluted, gets dirt in it. Nobody likes that. Um, so the issue of being distinct while we're in contact, I think, is, is a key here. Um, and so I want to I just encourage you this. In terms of preserving our faith... Resist the temptation to allow the good news to get mixed up with politics or nationalism or consumerism or individualism or materialism or anything else. Following Jesus is not a left or a right thing. When we allow that to happen, when when the, when the, when the message gets diluted, this is what happens. The good news becomes the okay news. I don't think it's bad news. It's just kind of okay. It's lost something in the translation. It doesn't have the ability to impact a person the way it might have if it wasn't mixed in with those other things. It's just like anything that gets diluted. It's not as strong. It's not as powerful. It's not as good. See, I think the good news is better than that. I think it stands alone as, as... as the ability to just touch people's lives and bring about real change. So don't let your saltiness get uh, diluted with other things. Recommit. Recommit to being ambassadors, to, 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 to reaching out to whoever you might be able to reach out to, and stay salty, my friends. There you go.
0: Thanks again for listening.